bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is kaiser so say they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got aids spoiled movie reviews Hey, welcome to another episode of Spore Movie Reviews on the Blackout Tips Premium Podcast Network. I am your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we are here to review a movie that you've either seen before, never seen, or never will see, or just don't care about us spoiling because we do spoil the movie, and today's movie is the, um, I guess what we call it, reboot, uh, 2019 remake, version, I mean, remake, live. fake live action, uh, Lion King, Disney's The Lion King. It's weird to call it live action because nothing on the screen is real. Like, normally you call oh. something live action, it's like, because there's human beings playing the oh. cartoon version, but this is like just better animation, really, right? It's just, better it's just cgi instead of instead of hand-drawn cartoons but uh at any rate man um we're gonna talk about the trailers we saw before the movie then we'll talk about the movie and then it's been a while since we've done an episode since i think the second of july okay uh so we have a lot of comments to get to so i'll just try to get through all this so we can get to your comments as well um first of all let's talk about these movie trailers uh we saw a bunch of new movie trailers mm-hmm. i figured we probably would for this one because a lot of the uh movies that we've been seeing on repeat they're coming out like next weekend the weekend after well also it's just like uh it's been a while since we went to the theater so we gave them a chance to recharge their their yeah. movies and and too. we're seeing a kids movie so i yeah. think when you see a kids movie uh they also have different trailers that you may not see because we normally don't see kids movies Mm-mm. uh so the first one was playmobile playmobile the movie i guess it's based off of some toys that look like legos no yeah daniel radcliffe is playing some type of toy spy it did not look very funny or good no yeah my prediction is this is gonna flop because at the end of the day if you don't basically say it's legos i'm not trying to be funny people are gonna be like the fuck is this number two was spies in disguise we've seen this trailer a bunch of times it's will smith in an animated movie where he gets turned into a pigeon yeah not going to it does that. not look good yeah, no i i got a feeling that's gonna flop too particularly that it's coming in december and you're gonna be finding it starboard so it's like yeah y'all want this movie to flop almost yeah we've given it enough time it's not gonna happen no. um i can't see this movie being good Mm-mm. uh tom holland is in it and like i said it's interesting because i always bring this up but will smith thought he was gonna have the year that keanu reeves is having in my opinion he did uh, that <laughs> so, big comeback yeah yes. it's just not working out um the adams family is an animated comedy i guess uh uh version of the old adams family um the trailer didn't look very funny to me no okay so also no yeah Mm-mm, i won't be going to see that playing with fire is about uh i think it's chris jericho or what i don't even know the name i don't watch wrestling but mm-hmm. one of the dudes from wrestling the one that was in transformers um he's in there and um 
he's playing and he's a very funny actor by the way but he's playing like a firefighter key uh um key keegle mike and key or whatever his name mm-hmm. is in there um i forgot yeah, i like there was, the actor he plays a lot of funny roles yeah there was one more person that was funny that was in the trailer that oh john leguizamo yes they're playing firefighters or something and somehow you know the i can't why can't i remember this this dude's name but the main character guy has to take care of these kids that they get from a fire and it's clearly one of those like he hates these kids they're messing up his super serious firefighting right and the kids are all like we're misbehaving we're kids we just do all kinds of crazy hijinks and stuff and then he basically says like you know oh i i want these kids out of here and you can tell by the end he's gonna grow to love the kids and the kids are gonna grow to love him and then like something will happen where they can't be a family anymore or something i I don't know yeah either they end up not being a family either they lost their quote-unquote parents so it may be something where something may have happened to because they're firefighters so i could see something where not that it takes a sad turn but he end up being stuck with the children because something happens to the parents he'd be like well i'll just go ahead and adopt you yeah i I don't yeah like i said i I don't know uh i i use you could tell from the trailer like this is some this is that same shit that we see everywhere you know this is not new yeah john cena that's his name i don't know why i said chris something but john cena very funny actor but i i just no no for playing with fire nope um good luck um angry birds 2 no didn't see the first Mm -hmm. one then there's like a weird live action version of cats i don't i'm so confused with that like i said i've never seen cats because i'm not into you know um theater like that but it from my understanding it's very very famous i think it's like one of the longest running like theaters things of all time if i'm not mistaken or if not the longest running one of the most famous ones and you know listen to theater people people that like it some you know mo- a lot of people say it's very boring some people say they like it. so it's all over the place i won't be going to see none of it shit look too weird i'm out mulan um live action and this is a little bit different for disney um a lot of people wanted like a more cartoony version and they wanted like mushu the dragon in there the one that sounds like it's, i think it's voiced by eddie murphy um they want all that stuff and then they when they saw this trailer it was like oh they took out all that stuff i don't want this fuck this trash you know whatever and then they there were interviews with some of the people working on the film and they were like we took that stuff out because it was offensive to the cultures that you know originally uh this is based on right. and mushu the dragon the name of the fucking dragon was based off of the food mushu like oh yeah so it's like you know this shit is super offensive uh there's also people that have problems with the story and the characters it's based on and problem with the portrayal of the uh uh the huns in the movie so uh yeah they they they're trying to do it in a way that um is more reverent to the cultures mm-hmm. and you know have in the, the actors and the script and all that stuff so i'm actually in for this because i thought it was cool and i thought the action was cool and I, it actually sounds like it might even be more up my alley than the uh cartoon version uh agreed and, and i like the original one um but i do agree uh that it's going to be more like a if they did 
it's not gonna be the same but similar to like if they did like a live action naruto you know I me mean? something like that where it's going to be bits and pieces that are not in reality but they're kind of going to be in reality type of thing and i'm here for it and they did the same thing uh, disney did the same thing when they did aladdin um uh one of the main songs that aladdin sings uh was very racist so they end up basically revamping and 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 taking us taking the some of the lyrics and stuff out uh because for the people they was like hey that shit is racist and the thing is and i guess what kills me with but particularly some black people is that racism ain't our racism ain't the only racism like because we go well if it don't affect us fuck it and you can't be like that when it comes to the cultures yeah so i I will give this a chance for sure i'm all like i actually really excited about seeing this and lastly maleficent mistress of evil the sequel to maleficent oh uh, i I was in from the first time yeah i was in from the teaser trailer when they just showed like her horns on her head i was like are we back yeah because maleficent is one of my faves that yeah she plays the hell out of that that was one of my favorite 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 roles to that i that i really love her in because she plays the hell out of it all right let's get to this movie um i don't think we can even drop a spoiler Mm-mm. that will spoil this movie because right, if you saw lion lion king you saw this movie maybe that's the spoiler right and i know some people get mad about spoilers but uh uh yeah this movie's like over 20 something years old or close to 20 years old so you know if you are an adult quote unquote and you haven't seen it they're not really spoiling anything for you because you can actually go see it you could have seen it prior to it if you opted to like there's nothing to really spoil it's not like this is something that they're showing the world for the first time right so um let's get into it let's talk about what we like what we didn't like and then we'll score from zero to five uh karen give me something you liked i love the cgi it was gorgeous it was almost like you could reach out and touch the animals um it was very the animals are very bright and very colorful i really love the cgi it was gorgeous yeah i mean every frame of the movie i just kept thinking to myself none of this is actually happening and i think when you watch it um seeing it that way it's it really it really does change things for you because like yo this it's crazy that none of this is real you watch a whole movie there's not one frame of it that actually happened like none of these animals are real none of this um you know it but it looks real Mm -hmm. but it's just crazy that that can happen you know like it's, it's it's just such a beautiful movie the background the scenery everything is alive the jungle the all that stuff and you know obviously when the animals start talking it's like well duh this is real but right even when you're just watching it and they're not talking and shit you're just like look at these animals going around you know yeah and you can tell that they actually cared and they actually took their time to make the animals basically as real as they possibly could with cgi so they probably like took pictures of animals to kind of you know brand stuff of that uh and i do appreciate that and i know a lot of people get tired of the reboots and the remakes and stuff like that and i used to be one of those people but the more and more i thought about it i said i feel like for the first time ever a lot of shit that we quote unquote loved they can actually make that shit better we don't want to admit our nostalgia is preventing us from getting some of the best shit because a lot of people years ago had wonderful ideas but they did not have the technology it looked it looked corny and up to the day standards is trash but because of nostalgia we love it we don't want shit changed 
but it's not a bad thing to reboot and redo this shit it's not a bad thing to revamp these things and not make them like the original uh because sometimes the shit that we love was very problematic and nobody wants to admit that their favorite shit they loved as a child was problematic yep and uh for me a thing that i really enjoyed was um like the relationship between mufasa played by james l jones and young simba uh who was actually voiced by jd mccray mm-hmm. uh or mccrary um very it was very dope like very like you know all the you know son i'm gonna teach you this and that and the other and uh <laughs> one day i won't be here imparting all this wisdom of course if you've seen the other movie before you know it should have you seen any disney movie you know it's not it's not gonna end up well for a parent okay the parents normally are the ones that take an l in these movies but um yeah to see like that whole um relationship and that dynamic it really struck out to me um and um the way that he was always imparting wisdom on simba and you know the young rambunctious simba trying to like learn and prove himself that he's part of the pride and, and not a cub and all this stuff it was uh it was like adorable and at the same time like really deep and then when at the end when he realizes that his father is has been with it with him and inside of him the entire time uh i thought like they really got that message home uh even as adult simba played by donald glover was like looking into the water and seeing a reflection of his father looking into the sky and hearing his father's voice and the lightning and all that stuff i thought that was uh really cool anything else yes i also uh liked the hyenas and the thing is i like the hyenas because uh they to me and i mean the the hyenas in the original cartoon were very very funny i'm not gonna lie but this one that actually bought in my opinion the hyenas more to life and they got rid of the hyena that was like cross-eyed and the hyena that was like a little slow mm-hmm. they got rid of that particular character and i actually in my opinion i like that like it, it made it better that they literally got rid of that character mm-hmm. um so but they still had the hyenas being so it wasn't just just one hyena being the quote-unquote butt of the jokes because he was kind of slow and couldn't you know i mean shit like that it was like them all just kind of doing their own thing and interacting with each other as a pack would and the jokes kind of spread around you know they had about two or three that they kind of focused the jokes on um but i actually really enjoyed uh what they did with the hyenas and to me they actually made them better yeah and uh florence kasamba uh who's shinzi the main hyena leader um she was menacing like the voice like the voice she used all that stuff like you really did feel like okay she is about that life so don't cross her don't cross Um, her the bitch will fuck you up right and at the end when she killed scar um her and her crew of hyenas that was actually kind of like a dope uh ending or come up in forest car uh another thing i liked she would tell edgy forest car mm-hmm. he was so good oh my god he played the hell out of that role like he low-key stole the show to he me did. i feel like you know on imdb he has top billing and i feel like yeah you almost have to give him top billing mm-hmm. i mean from just the the you know being in his cave trying to kill uh zazu and uh trying to kill that mouse uh to the way that he like manipulated uh simba and manipulated his father um and really just tried to and took over the pride like he was always like this evil conniving menacing 
uh cowardly in many ways lying and um allying with the hyenas and all this stuff like he it was he did that shit um and even you know it's that thing too where they had a couple songs that were like movie songs what i like to call movie songs Mm -hmm. where the actor can't sing but they're just like acting their way through the song correct and there were a few characters who did that john oliver did it Mm -hmm. she would tell edgy of four did it um you know because there's something you know obviously beyonce and donald glover can actually sing right uh but seth rogan these guys like other characters did it and uh he had a good one when he talked about burying their teeth and preparing to attack be prepared uh so nah he he did his thing uh anything another one yeah to, to piggyback on uh him uh i like a good villain and him and the hyenas combined particularly him was a good villain like you mm-hmm. was like oh he literally and i know the story but he literally bought that character like literally to life it, you know because one thing we're talking about aladdin the thing about aladdin aladdin uh the villain looked just just did not look like a villain he right. looked like a villain and not only that he sounded like a villain and yeah. i did not get that in aladdin he sounded like a, a, a person that was uh had been through some shit had been defeated and i was like hey i'm i'm gonna take this shit back and I really do appreciate that, uh, as far as like the villain wise go. Um, my next thing I liked was, uh, was it Zuzuza? Zazu. Uh, Zazu. Zazu, sorry. Zazu. John Oliver. Yes. I loved, uh, the bird. Yeah, he was really good at Zazu. Uh, the biggest reason why I, uh, loved, uh, the bird is that he literally bought that character to life and it was funny and and very colorful and uh i just like uh his interaction with like everybody around almost he was a, a one of the forms of comic relief and mm-hmm. i appreciated that yeah he also had some good uh songs and stuff and like when he lost um when he lost uh uh simba and nala in yeah. the, like in the beginning that was kind of that was a fun song and uh and then you know he was also like this kind of weird hero or like he was rolling up uh fighting during the hyena scene mm-hmm. and uh he was a distraction for nala to escape with scar and the hyenas like uh very good role very cool very loyal um uh timon and pumba obviously yes they they stole the show too yeah i can't believe billy eichner was uh timon like i didn't know who played that i don't know why i thought that was someone else but he was great as timon and seth rogan was great as pumba mm-hmm. um very you know and they, and and the thing is a lot of the movie relies on those two characters because yes since i haven't watched the lion king since i first saw it i low-key just forgot or maybe it's just different in the cartoon i forgot it takes so long for them niggas to show up like yeah it takes a little hot minute for them to show up yeah for them to be like the number one like toy and takeaway from this 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 franchise timon and pumba and everybody remembers you know akuna matata and all this stuff mm-hmm. um you know and that awimawe and shit so those are like two of the major like you know big songs and both of them they got those songs you know mm-hmm. and you know when they show up like you you do like and it's at a very dark point in the film you do feel like oh man like there's still hope and they have a lot of comedy and you know the whole no worries and life is a straight line you don't have to worry about anyone else your actions don't affect anyone and then of course the lesson they learn which is that you know your actions do affect people and you do have to worry about other people and stuff but like they were just very funny and very good so i i really Mm -hmm. enjoyed them anything else 
yes. Uh, even though he's had the role for years, I actually really enjoyed James Earl Jones playing Mufasa. I th- I honestly don't think that they could have got another person to play that role to mm-hmm. actually give it justice because that's the iconic voice that you always remember Mufasa sounding as. So I am glad that they were because that's actually a big part of the first half of the movie is Mufasa. You know, second half is kind of Timon and Pumbaa, but mm-hmm. the first half is basically focused on his father. And so it was really important, in my opinion, to actually get uh, James Earl Jones to play this role because anybody else would have been quote-unquote an imitation of it, and I could have seen people complaining about it. I also like the story, with, and I don't know if it's like this in the original, and like I said, it's so forgive me for not having to worship for the original, you right. know, to remember it all well, but... I like the story with Nala, like mm-hmm. as a character. One, her being the main uh, person that took out uh, Shinzi, um, the lead hyena. Uh, her being the one that went and got Simba, and was like, "You need to come back and like." She was a hero in her own right, mm-hmm. and uh, it didn't. It wasn't like she was subservient to Simba, or like you know he was telling her what to do. She, you know, it felt more like a, a complete. Uh, kind of equality in the relationship and maybe it was always like that and i just don't remember but um like that that was dope and the scene where you watch them sing uh can you feel it or whatever uh whatever the name of the song is can you feel the love tonight yeah the scene can you feel it can you feel it can you feel it but yeah the scene where you watch them like fall in love and stuff to that song Mm. you know it's kind of cool man so i i really did enjoy like the story of you know that relationship um and and her importance to the tribe and all that stuff um anything else no all right was there anything you did not like about the movie the only thing and this is just me being nitpicky uh one of the things that i did not like was when uh simba was at the after he followed the monkey and the monkey had took him to like the waterfall Mm -hmm. and he was kind of looking up at his daddy Mm -hmm. one thing and and i understood because well kind of understood i wish that they would have formed simple's face more in the clouds oh you mean mufasa's face not not simple mufasa's face i'm sorry more in the clouds because like from what i remember in the cartoons you actually seen his face face like like the clouds actually formed more of his face and this was like hey we just kind of forming these clouds and you hear his voice yeah but i wish that they would have more of did an image of his face mm-hmm. for me that's just and that's just me just nitpicking uh other than that no I'm, I'm good i enjoyed everything else about the movie yeah um i don't really know what to say specifically for dislikes but i will say like as an adult the story is so simple that mm-hmm. it is like unless you have a reverence for the original story i could see how people would be like yeah you're better off just not seeing it because like it's definitely not something where you'll be blown away by the complexity or the depth of the story Mm-mm. and they didn't really do like they do with some stories where they add an element to it no like even with aladdin they really added a lot for jasmine they did and this didn't make me feel that way now maybe they did add some stuff and i this just because i don't remember but it didn't feel like they added a lot of elements mm-hmm. um, they, they literally uh with the exception of maybe a, a few songs and a few shots it was literally frame by frame the cartoon like to an extent it was literally 
here's the cartoon if you remember the cartoon we're literally going to mimic it almost to the t like some of things are shot by shot exactly like the cartoon some things weren't but yeah if you've seen the cartoon you have literally seen this movie you're not going to get any extra or anything spectacular to stand out so that was one part of it and then the other part of it is um it felt like um because they didn't add a lot of new elements i'm not really sure that a live action version or not but better animated version or whatever like it did feel superfluous like it does feel like yeah i don't know if we needed this necessarily uh on some like well the kids need to see this or something like that and it's not against whatever it's just you know i'm i think this is actually like unlike some of the other joints this one feels like it's almost completely about nostalgia like agree if you love that joint the first one you're gonna love this right and that's pretty much all they're trying to give you they're not trying to add a new element they're not trying to change anything it's hey you already like that why ruin a good thing just keep coming back to see it and i don't know a little bit it did feel like "Mm, i don't know if we need this or you know i don't really see the big like improvement or what's whatever's you know i think it's almost more of a technological mat like feat than it is a like actual movie making feat like um you know akin to like say a black panther where yeah a lot of that stuff is cgi but like the character the performances and all this stuff is just more would it all be in like just cgi and you're just talking through the lion you're talking through a uh or whatever it's almost like yeah i don't know that it necessarily i can see how people could walk out of just like this is one we didn't need yeah and also and to an extent i understand that and also i think for people that have nostalgia and for people that their children never watch this it's more of hey you remember this we're going to introduce this to your children that's what a lot of these reboots are these yeah but you know i i don't know that i buy that argument because like the lion king and all the stuff is available widely on like blue on your netflix and uh all these different streaming apps and stuff and i know parents sit their kids down in front of those those netflix and stuff so they can see these movies so i think kids do have access to these movies in a way that we like back in the day it would be like if your parents didn't buy like this vhs you didn't watch this movie yeah i mean and now kids i mean my like my my nephew sebastian how many times Rodney and them just throw throw him, sit him down in front of the TV, and you have now a collection of movies from decades and decades you can put it, and so and especially like these ageless Disney classics, you can put them on and the kid still has access to those in a way that's different than like um like where it's like if you didn't go to the theater you didn't get to see this. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like kids can still relate to those movies. They haven't aged that badly or or whatever no i'm not saying that they've aged badly but also yes you have so much to unless you are a parent that actually was in love with the lion king a lot of parents aren't going to show that maybe this is just me being wrong a lot of parents aren't going to go back and show their children this this movie unless you were just head over heels in love with it so i can see it being so much content that you know people don't even think about the lion king because same thing with toy story there's a lot of children watch toy story four their parents never sat them down and watched one through three so you know i so i guess for my 
from my perspective yes you can have a whole generation that missed all these movies and their parents never set them down to watch them i yeah i do completely disagree um because like i said with streaming and stuff it's so prevalent now i know for a fact parents sit their kids in front of the tv and put on netflix there's netflix for kids and a big part of that type of stuff is these classic movies like it's not all new shit like it's a lot of it is me and my kid are gonna watch lion king together because i it's something i'll get enjoyment out of and my kid will get enjoyment out of um as opposed to um you know some of this new shit there's a lot of parents that like i don't like peppa pig or whatever so you Uh, know i'll sit my kid down and let him watch some old shit you know and it's not necessarily and and like i said but unlike in our day when technology was so vastly different um and you had to have the vhs you had to have like the dvd or whatever now it's more of a like at a whim shit you can go on youtube and just click certain things and watch your kids can be on there all day mm-hmm. so i think kids now if they're interested in that stuff or if their parents more importantly are interested in it and it's something that parents feel like they know is safe they can just play it you know and and then the the kids grow up seeing these things uh because not everything is going to be into the spider-verse and that's just two hours and then your kid want to watch some new other shit so then it's like oh watch uh watch this watch watch uh, mulan watch uh aladdin watch you know like that i think those kids unlike us i think those kids i gotta grow up with actual access to the the past that we didn't have you know because when i grew up i never saw the robin hood with the fox like i seen it like once or twice because my it was down my grandmama house but now if i was a kid and i'm like oh this is now I, it's just a click of a button and i can watch it it's a big difference in access and these kids now consume a lot more tv and shit than we did now that part i agree with um and like i said I, i'm not i guess i'm not debating whether or not people have more access to and all that stuff but i do think that there are a subsection of parents who uh may not have showed their children these things you know and there might be a small subsection but I do think that there are a subsection of parents who, because it's so much, like you said, there's so much content that some of the stuff can get washed up underneath the bridge until the Disney come out with it. They're like, oh shit, I remember that. Yeah, I mean, look, there's some of everything, so you're right. There's some people that do. I, I guess my question is just what percentage, what number is oh, it? Cause oh, I think it's a small To me, percentage. I don't think it's a, I think the majority of parents that will watch Lion King today that have children, have watched lion king with those kids if those kids are you know old enough to enjoy this you know um that's my guess but i don't know you know maybe they do it just would seem weird to me that you would want your kid to watch this in a theater but you wouldn't have shown them the other version or the oh netflix i just it just seems weird to me why would you well i definitely don't want them to see that but okay let's go to the theater and see it like yeah let's see both like the parents are getting off on seeing both i'm sure they want the kids to get off on seeing both i actually think it's kind of cool um but like i said if you didn't have a reverence for both for the cartoon i can see you being like why did you even make this Uh, okay and that makes sense you know that's all i'm saying uh anyway uh i'm trying to think of anything else uh oh what'd you think about beyonce's voice acting i feel like you know on twitter they were slandering it hard they were showing clips saying she was doing a bad job and she can't read and all this shit or whatever what'd you think about it i i didn't have a problem with it i actually think that she did a a, a really good job 
uh with the voice acting like i said it's beyonce so you're gonna get beyonce like it's you know what i'm saying like you're gonna get beyonce because it's beyonce uh, yeah i mean so, oh go ahead sorry so for me i had no problem with it mm-hmm. you know and you're getting cgi beyonce yeah well what was weird to me was uh i think it's like uh what do they call it uh confirmation bias correct so if you already think she's a terrible actress and mm-hmm. da 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 and you getting off on partying on the jokes i feel like there's no reason you won't continue to party um off of this but i i don't know maybe it's just me i did not see it as like wow look at how horrible a job beyonce is doing it never crossed my mind like this is like like i was always like oh yeah she did good like that was like she never stuck out to me Mm -mm. and maybe it's just the clips i saw on twitter or maybe you know how twitter is it's let's be mean let's be catty let's you know if 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 there's a couple lines she didn't nail we're gonna really try to make a joke out of that as opposed to anyone else in the script so right but for me i don't know i thought she did a good job but that's you know um anyway i wanted to bring it up because i feel like it's the elephant in the room yeah with on twitter is just like all this slander all right we had uh let's rate it zero to five i would give this a smooth four yeah i would give this um well for myself i would give it like a three like it felt like i like because i wasn't like a huge lion king fan coming up and i'm sorry to let everybody down that <laughs> is a huge lion king fan or whatever i know they're gonna be listening like what well, did but take it with a grain of salt this is just my opinion and if you did grow up with like karen loved the lion king mm-hmm. if you grow up like karen you're probably gonna like it more than i did but i would say it was like a three where it was like okay it was straight but it wasn't like it didn't blow me away and i and as a perfect example of what blew me away that was a reboot um jungle book yes now yeah. now yeah yeah jungle book was one that was where you was like wow jungle book made me walk out of there like yo the fuck everything about the cartoon this right here is the definitive version for me right that was dope as an adult is dope as a kid is dope great movie great performances everything um so like i said that that would be like my counter to like you know the well i mean they shouldn't reboot anything no 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 no. jungle book made me feel like yo reboot this shit this is amazing uh this didn't give me that feeling so i'm giving it a three guys all right let's go ahead and go through the movies we got comments on episode 177 was hurricane heist i did a review with russell main uh hainline uh the long and late movie show podcast and we got a new comment celestial 63 says i didn't get a chance to see this movie in the theater but rod and russell hainline were having such a good time doing the spoiled movie review when i when it finally came on netflix i had to check it out oh it's on netflix yo you listen if you listen to the show you enjoy what we do check out hurricane heist on netflix because that is a funny good ridiculous fucking movie you will laugh oh my god it's so ridiculous them rednecks were trying to rob the motherfucking like in the middle of a hurricane it's it's so good uh-huh. then i re-listened to the the hurricane had a face at the end y'all i can't stress enough <laughs> how good this movie y'all will have a great time i think it's only like an hour and a half then i re-listened to the review and cracked up laughing all over again great job thank you celestia 63 uh we had a new comment for um john wick hmm. uh john wick three chapter three parabellum 
uh our girl iman says hey ryan and karen so i went back and saw the rest of john wick since i fell asleep the first time oh my god i missed so much lol shaking my head it was so good and i recognized those two assassins he fought with his belt it was just it was such a funny and exciting scene but i realized that this movie is exhausting it's non-stop action you don't really get a beginning because john wick 2 was the beginning so they start off in the scene that would just be in the middle of other films and the fight scenes with holly berry was such a big set that it felt like a climax but it wasn't even near the end it had my system all confused if they do a john wick 4 they could bring everyone back because they don't actually show mark DeCosco's died outright if he survived that i don't know what the fuck how <laughs> i mean that nigga had like a sword all the way through him and i would like to see him and everyone else in a huge assassin fight also i love the adjudicator i like the deadpan performance that was given by the actor it made the character seem dangerous yeah that was the only thing i didn't like about the adjudicator mm-hmm. is they were they quote unquote seemed dangerous but they didn't do any of the fighting or none of that shit like whoop somebody ass or kill somebody or something make me feel like uh, like people are in danger that's how i feel i mm-mm. i was like looking at me mean mug and that, that ain't scary right not when you're talking to john fucking wick right you, you and gotta, everybody else is fucking up everybody else yeah you gotta kill a couple people before i start paying attention to you uh we got one comment for dark phoenix listen it's been a while and better movies have come out so i'll keep this short it was terrible it was so bad i was laughing through the movie i found myself asking what the fuck several times over i'm not trying to be ableist this is a commentary about the actual cutting of the scene rather than someone in a wheelchair but i laughed out loud when they showed professor x in that small ass kitchen and never showed him actually turning the corner in that big ass wheelchair we know your ass cannot fit in those 10 inches of space in the corner it's like the directors didn't even try to make sense of the backgrounds why make the kitchen in the first place they used it one time oh yeah i don't know i didn't even think about that Mm -hmm. uh this movie was ridiculous i'll never watch it again but i had a thoroughly good time laughing through the movie with my friend the only thing i enjoyed was magneto and they made his ass stupid too good luck y'all good luck y'all lol thanks for reading my review ct thanks ct Mm -hmm. and yeah it was not very good no it was not uh all right we got two new comments on toy story 4 Anzi Davis said, enjoyed this movie. It was a great ending for Woody, for the Woody story and the rest of the toys. My favorite characters besides Spork was the connected toys, Ducky and Bunny, and their imagination and the unicorn always trying to send the dad to jail. Yeah, that, that unicorn was hilarious. Sandler Agony said, Toy Story 4 was a wonderful time. It's gorgeous, well voiced, and tells a simple yet effective story. Prior films were funny, but I don't know about y'all, but the G rated movie had me cracking up i owe rashida jones a big thank you for what for that with her right her writing great film yeah rashida mm-hmm. jones did her thing yes she did shit was legitimately funny uh anna we got one comment for this movie Woo-hoo, somebody found him when to go see it <laughs> right anzie davis said i had a private viewing of the movie because i just happened to be the only one in the theater they did a great job with the back and forth jumping in time yeah I, I know this movie must have bombed because i don't know nobody else had talked about seeing it but we enjoyed it we had a ball and lastly spider-man two i mean episode 253 spider-man far from home we got a bunch of comments mwangangi says yeah karen i could see flash becoming an osborne type Mm-hmm. like a villain i could too uh Ma says this movie was awesome hey Ryder karen great review of the movie i'm not going to say the mcu can do no wrong but nigga it was shamazing 
it <laughs> it deserves multiple watches in different platforms i saw it in standard big d digital with my daughter and i did miss a few moments because i was looking at the pure nerd joy on her face but all the scenes with mysterio i actually want to see in 3d it looks like it would be worth it your review was so on point there were so many lovely moments in this movie and even if you're familiar with mysterio in the comics there were still lots of surprises i almost got caught up like peter thinking they were going to change the character up like they did with the scrolls y'all i had to remind myself at the end that they did the big reveal that the scrolls are good in the mcu at least for now because i was like oh no for a quick second yo me too i'm trained as a comic book reader (laughs) to be like scrolls oh shit secret invasion and then it was like two scrolls that we know and love i was like wait they're good guys Why, why am i and then when nick fury they pan out and he's surrounded by scrolls i'm like oh yeah 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 yeah. the scrolls are good scrolls are good what am i why was i tripping i was panicking for nothing yeah but it was so cute watching my daughter be happy for peter and he gave uh back the glasses uh, after he gave back the glasses and i whispered oh no baby that's not a good thing then when he dropped oh no baby that's not a good thing when he dropped the illusion she yelled oh no he's a villain she was also super excited about seeing the hijabi student and our girl got a lot of screen time and lines we were geeking out yep um that's one of the things about the the new peter story that you know as a comic book reader obviously i'm a mixed feelings because they basically gave this version of peter miles morales's story from the comics and miles morales's story is so like diverse and inclusive but we kind of got to experience that in the spider-verse so i can't be but so mad right like what i'm now just being greedy right i want i want miles morales in every universe right but um it actually is really good because people that watch these movies are now getting to see that diversity on the screen that inclusion on the screen and they're not doing like the wink wink we're so woke let's you know every okay we got a muslim girl on screen we got to make a joke or a statement or a a, a point about her being muslim or we have to like like this inclusion is here to teach everybody a lesson like no it's just like no this is a world where um where fucking people have spider powers and it's also a world where um it's not just all white people correct this movie has so many gems i was wondering why nick fury was acting so weird but i dismissed it because everyone was acting weird they just got on through more through a major trauma so when did they so when they did the big reveal i was so excited because my off feeling made perfect sense yes i agree with that as well like the way they had nick fury acting in this movie i was like uh, nick acting kind of like this a little more than even normal like some of the lines did feel like nick fury like bitch please you know stuff like that right but then there was certain moments where i'm like nick would have been way more covert about this and then that even makes sense at the end you're like oh because he's not nick fury right so no wonder why he really didn't know that uh uh he was being tricked and all that stuff because nick fury would have figured that out yeah he would have been way more suspicious there were two major red flags to me one when fury told peter to take off his mask stating everyone in the room already knew who he was because Mysterio is new so he wouldn't have known peter's identity and fury doesn't trust new people yep right that was a big one and then number two when peter asked about captain marvel and fury said don't invoke her name i thought that was weird yes yeah because she's like a god to them to the scrolls right the other thing he said um that was weird he was like now it's time to save your planet or something like that like it was like what <laughs> don't you live here too yeah you mean our planet bitch 
<laughs> uh also i didn't watch any trailers for this movie after infinity war i just told myself if it's marvel i don't need to see a trailer just tell Agreed. me when the movie drops and i'm there so what was in the trailers that wasn't exactly in the film love y'all mine oh, well, see, now you're making me things. now yeah you waited too long man i wish i do that day and i can't oh i'll tell you a perfect example he had the iron spider suit on matter of fact you can go watch the trailers now it's mm-hmm. on youtube he had the iron spider suit on and he's like stops a robbery at a restaurant and then he turns to the cops and says uh you know mm-hmm. it's easy because i'm doing your job for you and then they were like what he said nah just kidding guys going on vacation and walks out that that's whole, not in the movie no in another scene that wasn't in the movie his friend got shot but him and nick fury they went like a back and forth and they was talking about him and he was like yeah you need to flip him over none yeah, of none that's of that. not in the film right either. they do that a lot but I, that scene is in the movie yeah just not that that dialogue correct the the other scene i'm talking about that whole scene's not yeah. in the movie no it's not um uh yeah well he's like i'm going on summer vacation or whatever also i didn't watch any trailers for this movie oh wait i said that part uh all right uh love y'all Amon. thank you thank you film wonderer nine says far from home is more than just a worthy conclusion to the infinity saga but it's a paradigm shift this film left the door open for numerous possibilities tom holland is the best spider-man period full stop the others had their time of glory and nostalgic worship that dude conveys the guilt fun joy determination and spirit of playing both peter parker and spider-man dude went through so much more so much here than any other spider-man before him to be honest zendaya a i feel has become better at acting since homecoming which is not to say she was bad at homecoming because she wasn't she was very good in it yet the last two years being an actress seasoned her i see it with her performance in the excellent euphoria and it shows here also best mj gwen stacy type ingenue uh period full stop uh then here comes my man jake gyllenhaal going full super villain with mysterio i knew the twist was coming because come on the elementals were the big bad hell nah and they were all but a diversion uh to him manipulating shit his turn was exceptional though with him partying on that table like he won the super bowl uh yeah i i do Uh, love that like that big reveal where everything in the rest in the bar turns out to be fake except for like the people that work for him so fucking dope and you're just the whole time you're just like the sense of dread is growing because you've been like for me anyway you've been waiting the whole film for like when is the other shoe gonna drop with mysterio see i didn't see that because like i said i don't know it was my actually my first time being introduced to this character so like the other person wrote in i was like yo baby i was like oh no he's bad yeah i was waiting i was like when the fuck is this gonna (laughs) happen because you know like something's always, always like because uh, in the past it's always some other type of shit but uh yeah that that turn when you're like oh god that's the exact wrong person to lead the fate of the world in uh and then when he goes through the whole montage of like i was because marvel's so good at this now referencing their own movies mm-hmm. like when they basically take you back through the montage and they're like yeah so look this is him um Tony at tony's in iron man 2 the other thing people haven't noticed that i have noticed uh in endgame and then this movie they're actually going to the movies that got the worst like critical response yes and being like no 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 these movies retroactively were even better than you think because in the movie where he named this thing barf and you all thought it was a joke well this leads to mysterio being a villain right. thor uh two 
we're like we had that beautiful moment between like thor's mom while she's still mm-hmm. alive um you know like they they just do this this great job of being like let's go back and make these moments matter even more now mm-hmm. and it's like y'all are so fucking good at this shit it's the movies that people shit on and go the worst movie in the mcu they're like well well without ant-man and the quantum verse and all the shit that y'all talked about that we don't have a way to beat thanos so fuck you you know so good anyway uh easily one of my top five villains in the mcu hands down Mm -hmm. uh it was also good to see john favreau in there too yeah i wonder where would you rank mysterio as a villain would you put him in your top five i heard you say "Mm -hmm." mm-hmm he would probably end up being number five um mm-hmm. because and, and the biggest reason why is because he was so clever he was so he used your mind almost against you and particularly with the fight where uh him and spider-man was fighting and spider-man got hit by a train which nobody seen fucking coming like it's very very few villains that could get the the hero kind of off their game that much to where you almost suck them into another reality but you literally are just doing visuals around them but they don't know that yeah i think i would have him up there and Mm -hmm. i don't and what's funny is i would probably have the vulture in there from homecoming yes sir because michael keaton did his thing um and then i would have uh hella from ragnarok yes she was amazing um she might even be number one i'm not gonna count loki because i feel like loki's more mm-hmm. of an anti-hero than a villain in these films mm-hmm. um and yeah, thanos is my number one obviously thanos is is up there i mean that's not yeah i mean psh, josh brolin is, is thanos i mean come on um yeah and i would have to think on the last one but yeah I, I think you might be right mysterio might be a top five villain for me out of like if you go on and you literally looking like across yeah. all the mcu yes yeah especially with the lasting impact his death has right uh if he's dead hope you know hopefully he's dead but if he's if he's dead that lasting impact of that last shot that they shot at peter fucking his whole life up yo dude is always good for last john favreau uh jacob Batalon and andrew rice were dope as ned and betty grant great chemistry and good for last the whole film was so good i'm gonna see it again next tuesday also one last thing welcome to fuck back j jonah jameson jk simmons is the actor that plays him wow yep that was the that's when i said marvel's in their bag because yo that right there how did you keep that a secret only marvel can do that like if there's even like a whiff of a casting call the shit is in the news now mm-hmm. and they got all the way there filmed the scene had him reprise the role and nobody knew did they have the beyonce like uh non-disclosure agreements it might have brooklyn shubay says just came back from seeing it it was so good great placing pacing good humor excellent nods to iron man a dash a nice dash of jb smooth i suspected a mysterious twist but i was surprised by it and i just love the diversity of peter's classmates finally i like how peter seems to dig the black girls i've asked i'll swirl on player yeah he is out here trying to smash them swirly cakes to smithereens ain't he though um but uh one thing i would say that i don't know if i said it in the review or not but i'll just reiterate if i did i did wish we got more jb smooth and i wonder if this was because they couldn't get hannibal burst somehow mm. because hannibal burst was in the first one uh now you know what? i bet you that's why See, schedule pop is too busy yeah 
ct says it was a really good movie it felt good to watch a marvel movie and not be stressed out lol i heard the name nickname mysterio and in the back of my mind i was like i know this name and i don't think he's a good guy mysterio sounds like a bad person (laughs) lo and behold he was bad the graphics were amazing when mysterio was messing with spider-man in the first illusion right before he got hit by the train i was really freaked out i didn't understand how he was doing it but i just knew mysterio was a scary person to deal with but when peter got his tingle on that sequence when he destroyed the projectors in the hall with mysterio was perfect it felt like i was deep diving deep into a comic book that i've never read in the most amazing way possible yes 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 like i don't give a fuck what nobody says man i've heard the critiques of this movie and that's cool you don't have to love this movie if you don't want to i do but one of the things i really fucking don't think people gave it enough credit for mysterio is one of those villains you're not supposed to be able to do in the mcu just because of the fact that mysterio is such a um he's such a like one of those ethereal villains like he gets in your mind he messes with your vision he you know like he's so over the top that you would just be it's supposed to break reality which is the whole point of mysterio and in the comic book it's easier right like mm. oh i can show the gravestone of your um of, of of your uncle ben or some shit and you go does he know my secret identity he does he knows about my biggest guilt you know oh he's got you know he's taking me through all my emotional pain it's disorienting me and then i end up falling off a building or some shit right and they're like wow that's why mysterio so dope he's the master of illusion and and then in the comic books he has a origin story of being like a, a special effects man in hollywood and all this stuff well on this joint they gave him a complete like a tech background and like mm-hmm. drones and illusions and all this different stuff and they still gave us that moment where peter is having a completely sensual guttural reaction to these images he's being shown and it's fucking him up so bad yes it is he gets hit by a train and it and i said i like i my my mouth was open because i was like oh my god they did it that's something they would do in the comic books that i would have said yeah you'll never see that on screen unfortunately and they took mysterio and got that moment and honestly he's worth it for that alone period um five out of five for me it's hard to compare spider-man to endgame and you really shouldn't if you let peter parker story stand alone you'll enjoy it thank you for reading my feedback can't wait to hear from you all soon ct yeah i don't i mean if you compare any of the individual marvel movies to endgame i mean what (laughs) how could anything add up it's fucking endgame you know and lastly andy davis says love this movie this is my second best spider-man movie after spider-man in the spider-verse yeah i feel you people love that spider-verse movie um hard so totally can relate to that um all right that's it thank you so much for listening guys thank um, you uh, appreciate you checking out our reviews we'll be back with another one soon uh you know movies are started wide now so we'll probably have less reviews a month yeah. uh unless i can get karen to you know finish watching uh some of these movies that we oh. have around here with me yeah but uh yeah we'll be back uh sooner or later please continue to leave feedback and we'll continue to address it until then Peace. Peace.